Hi, welcome to Coffee and Chatter. Today, I would like to speak about newspeak. I like to refer to it as doublespeak, but in this particular instance, newspeak might actually be a little bit more accurate. Uh, I was reading an article, which is what prompted me to come up with some of these ideas, which I will refer to in a minute or two as I get into this talk about Newspeak. So back in the day before this dreaded COVID lockdown, and when I was leaving the house in the morning at least five days a week to go to work, I still had conversations with people outside of my immediate family. There were disagreements, but we would each make our point and go our way. So, I would occasionally debate or argue with a particular colleague who, although claiming to be an evangelical Christian, seemed very sympathetic towards Islam. In fact, a little bit too sympathetic for my liking. One of his arguments was that Malcolm X, as he grew in knowledge and changed his view, was eventually, would eventually have become a Christian if, if he had lived long enough. It was inevitable, I was told. Me? No, I couldn't make that leap of logic. There was just not enough supporting evidence. Again, I believe this particular individual's point of view was based on trying to give Malcolm X the benefit of the doubt. In other words, he would extend both sympathy and empathy towards Malcolm X and thereby show himself to be somewhat sympathetic toward Islam as well. Now, while, while I looked at Malcolm X and thought his evolution from hater to a man of peace was admirable, I still could not make the logical leap required to connect him to Christianity. But apparently it made my friend feel good to hold that view. And I imagine it justified him in some of his other views about the black experience and Islam. So, while the black Muslim movement seemed based on our radicalization of Islam and hatred for the white devil, Malcolm X seemed to eventually see through all that and thus move closer to historic or Middle Eastern Islam. However, I see nothing in what I've read and learned about historic Islam that makes me think it would send or direct any of its adherence towards Christianity, short of a conversion that all Christians must experience. In fact, I see nothing in the Judaism of today or Islam that make it any easier for the individual to make the transition to Christianity. It's important to remember the Judaism of today is not the Judaism of Jesus' time. So the only thing thus that effectuates the move to Christianity is repentance, no matter where you're coming from. It seems to me that Islam was and still is a repudiation of the basic tenets of Christianity, however. If you've never read a book or serious article about the beginnings of Islam, you might find it interesting. So where am I going with this? Well, as I stated at the beginning, I read a piece about Orwell's Newspeak and how it's being used today, being resurrected maybe, 
by the left to radically alter culture and society. You can find the article at a website named genzconservative.com and then just look for the Orwellian vocabulary of snowflakes. So, how does this tie in with my thoughts on Malcolm X and or Islam? Well, have you ever been in a conversation and, and the statement is made, well, you have to respect his opinion, aimed at seeking your acceptance of what you view as wrongheaded or more correctly, outright error. Let me be clear. I hold a worldview that is based on my reading of the Jewish Christian scriptures and what I've been able to learn and understand about the teaching of Jesus and his apostles. If you hold some different view, whether it is as simple as just being purely a doctrinal matter or whether it be some other worldview based on adherence to a different faith, profession of faith, I don't respect those views, nor do I particularly respect you for holding them. My respect for you stops at the line of you being a fellow traveler in time, a fellow human being. To respect the point of view I hold to be contrary to my own views seems to suggest that I understand why one might hold different views and accept that such views might be correct. Look, I respect others as human beings and I allow for the freedom of thought and religion that has brought others to hold views and see things differently than me, but I do not respect those views. How could I respect views that are completely contrary to everything I myself believe? That might be a good description of madness. This is where newspeak comes in. This whole cancel culture thing, I believe, got its start in asking, nay, demanding, respect for views of others that were contrary to our own views. Eventually, we ended up at the point where if one does not concur with a certain point of view, that one is evil. Now, let's talk about a lack of respect, right? Let's give an example here, abortion. Abortion advocates love to muddy the waters by suggesting that they are not radical killers or abortion enthusiasts, but are really only pro-choice. Such people like to paint pro-life advocates as anti-abortionists or anti-choice. This attempts to evade the whole idea of what abortion is. Smokescreen. Abortion is not a simple medical procedure like having your appendix removed. Abortion is the wanton destruction of human life. That being the case, pro-life advocates are opposed to the extinguishing of any innocent human beings or any human beings in that particular instance while still in the womb. There is no point of compromise in such cases. Life is life is life. So abortion for the most part started, well, in recent times as it was you know, became more well-known. It was a procedure that was usually conducted in early pregnancy. In fact, in order to conceal what was really going on, we were told that, hey, don't worry, life hasn't begun yet. 
The fetus at that young age is still just a clump of cells, like a cancer tumor that can be removed without future consequence. Unfortunately for the abortion advocates, we have now become a much more enlightened society that at all costs follows the science. That said, the pretext for early abortion, that the child was not yet a living being, has been shown for the lie it always was and is. And that has given us abortion up until and at times even after the moment of birth, including the horrendous late-term abortion where the body of the child is drawn out of the mother, leaving the head inside the birth canal so it can be stated that birth has not yet been completed and the head is subsequently crushed, allowing then for the removal of the now dead child. In classic newspeak, this is reproductive health care. I think Orwell nailed the problem in two statements I'm going to quote. It's a beautiful thing, the destruction of words. Of course, the great wastage is in the verbs and adjectives, but there are hundreds of nouns that have been got rid of as well. End the quote. And finally, let me end with this quote. Don't you see that the whole aim of Newspeak is to narrow the range of thought? In the end, we shall make thought crime literally impossible because there will, no be, there will be no words in which to express it. End of quote. That, that's particularly interesting that uh, rather than have to get rid of thought crime, thought crime will kind of run its course and be a non-entity at that point because we won't know how to express that. We won't know the words anymore. All right, well, thanks for listening to Coffee and Chatter, and see you again next time.